This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, September 1st. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm doing all right. Doing right. We're getting an early recording in on Tuesday morning, getting ready for these upcoming games, even though they're mostly evening games, except for one of those random pesky afternoon games again. We're, uh, usually they're Cubs games, but for some reason they're playing, uh, Colorado early on. I guess yeah, get a doubleheader in. Yeah, it's a doubleheader. Yeah. Um, so would imagine that, uh, that game will mostly be skipped in, in most formats. Um, but we'll still be able to play with the second game there in Colorado as well. Um, so as usual, we start at catcher Brad, who sticks out to you behind the plate for Tuesday. At the top end of the market, uh, two names, uh, Travis Darno, uh, catcher in both formats, then Kyle Schwarber is only a catcher in DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both have good matchups. Darno's against Aaron Harang, who has a seven point something ERA since yeah. the All-Star break. Yeah. Uh, Schwarber's up against, uh, Anthony DeSclafani, who's, you know, nothing special himself, uh, though a little bit better than Harang these days. Yep. And, right. uh, both cases, you can look for power, multiple hits, uh, yeah, the sky's the ceiling. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I definitely had both of those. Um, do you like Matt Weeders getting Drew Smiley at all? Uh, you know, Weeders really hasn't done much lately, and yeah. given you know he's coming back from the Tommy John surgery, he kind of rushed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty apparent uh, from the get go. It's a little concerning to see him not hit so well. Like some some guys, I'll say, you know, he's in a slump. I don't care. I'll still pick him. Right. Uh, I'm not feeling that way with Weeders right now. Right. And, uh, and Drew Smiley's pretty competent, so it's not yep. a great matchup anyway. He likes to hit lefties typically, but it's not a great matchup. Kind of hurting his free agent stock if he's not careful. Yeah. Um, could be in true. trouble for that. Um, how about, uh, I'm gonna ask you a lot about this matchup. Uh, the Yankees go to Boston to get Rick Porcello. Mm-hmm. Uh, ground ball guy, and you're, you're into those ground ball fly ball splits, yeah. so what do you think about Brian McCann going there? So, the Yankees in general uh, usually better against fly ball pitchers, mm-hmm. and McCann seems like he would line up decently with Porcello. Uh, the issue I guess I have with him is uh, Fenway is not actually geared to lefty power, mm-hmm. and uh, McCann's started to lean on that uh, short right field porch a little bit in Yankee Stadium. Uh, mm-hmm. He can still get into it and pop it out of uh, Boston, but... Uh, not as much as uh, of benefit as if he was playing in New York tonight. Okay. And then a guy who, probably not eligible at catcher, but I know it was for a while, Evan Gaddis gets Rowena Elias. Do you like Evan Gaddis at all, getting a lefty? Yeah, I do. If you're DraftKings, you can still pick him as a catcher, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you can only take him at first base in DraftKings. Uh, but yeah, I do like Gaddis against Elias. Uh, he's one of the guys I picked out for first base. Uh, you know, a power threat. Uh, he's got uh, 22 home runs already this season. Uh, doesn't really have platoon splits is the only thing, but he's good against pitchers like Elias, who's yeah. fly ball prone. Should be fine no matter where you get him in your lineup. Catcher is a bonus, but if not, that's okay. Um, I had two more names that are okay. Wellington Castillo gets Kyle Kendrick in that second Rockies game. Um, it's righty on righty, but the truth is that it's Kyle Kendrick, it's in cores, everybody's gonna like that, um, I'm fine with that. A lot of the D-backs, actually, mostly right-handed, but, again, Kyle Kendrick, it's fine. Um, I like that. And then, Steven Vogt gets Matt Shoemaker, and yep. Steven Vogt has certainly cooled off 
quite a bit, but it's brought his price down, and Matt Shoemaker is something special. So I think he could do fine there, right? Yeah, and Vote's actually got homers in consecutive games. Uh, he wasn't playing terribly before that. Obviously not hot, mm-hmm. but also not terrible, just kind of drifting at a, a reasonable rate of production. So right. seeing his price dip as much as it did was uh, a boon for DFS owners, and yeah. he's still affordable. Yeah, everybody's expectations were sky high after his hot start, and then now he's down to being just a, like, decent hitter. And, yeah. you know, people are down on him. It's like, he's still fine, you know. So you're right, with that price down, I like him a lot. Any other catchers that you had? Yeah, so you mentioned uh, Wellington Castillo. I'm guessing that he starts the first game against a lefty, and that mm-hmm. would open up uh, Jared Saltomakiev as the starter for the second game. I could see that, and sure. Usually I wouldn't be picking Saltomakiev, but again, we're talking about Kyle Kendrick, and we're talking about Coors Field. Yeah. Uh, he's reasonably priced, so you can sneak him into the lineup, hope that some park and pitcher effects uh, work mm-hmm. in his favor. Yep. Uh, another punt you can go with, John Jaso in Baltimore against Chris Tillman. Uh, I love picking John Jaso. The, both sites have him priced as one of the cheapest catchers, and he's simply much better than that. Yep. Uh, his numbers have been much better than that. It's not like he's hiding you know, good skill set and poor production. He's producing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he bats first or fourth. And he's going to be playing in a park that really rewards lefty power. Yep. No, I, I think that's, you know, all a pretty good reason to go with him for sure. You got a couple sneaky picks there in Saltalamakia and Jaso. I like that. Yeah. Um, anybody else before first base? Uh, you could also consider Miguel Montero. Uh, if you mm-hmm. can't pick Kyle Schwarber, you just want someone cheaper uh, up against Anthony DeSclafani. Yep. No reason he can't produce there. He'd be fine. Um, my first base list was actually shorter than catcher. Where do you start at first base? Did you have better luck than I did? I think I did. I have a pretty deep list, and uh, mostly it comes from the top end of the spectrum. Uh, you got Paul Goldschmidt with an unaffordable price against Kyle Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going with a really cheap pitcher, I can see sneaking him in there. Uh, it's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah. But Goldie at Coors Field is always a lovely thing. Uh, also very expensive at Edwin Encarnacion. Yeah. Uh, it's been on fire. Uh, he's up against stop Cody hitting. Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Seems wrote like down. Yeah. At the top of my list, I just wrote down Toronto versus Cody Anderson. <laughs> uh, you can pick most guys in that lineup. Um, even though they're also righty heavy, Cody Anderson regressed really quickly. And, uh, you're right. Edwin is simply won't stop hitting and he should be fine. Absolutely. Who else you got? I like Joey Votto against Dan Heron. Mm-hmm. There's... Just a, a typical matchup for him. Uh, Heron's a guy who also works in the zone, so you don't have to worry about Votto really walking three or four times, right. uh, which can be a, a sort of a concern with DFS. He offers a high floor, but uh, you want him to actually put the ball in play and give you some uh, heavy production with that. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to do that today with uh, Heron working in the zone. And then uh, opposite side of that, you get Anthony Rizzo against Dace Clefani. Mm-hmm. Just another good matchup for him. He's one of the top hitters today, uh, based on uh, you know projections. Uh, by pulling up our saber sim, uh, has him as the fifth best guy. Yeah, I mean that Reds bullpen is a mess outside of Araldis. Yeah. You know, obviously he's great, but other than that, there's you know, there's points to be had for uh, for both those guys. Uh, I like that on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody else at first base? Yeah, uh, Jose Abreu doesn't have as easy a matchup against Tyler Duffy, but Duffy's still been a little 
inconsistent, a little hard to read mm-hmm. uh, through his first four starts. I'm not entirely sure what to expect from him. And I pray he was uh, a different class of hitter, uh, good enough where you can uh, put him in against most non-elite pitchers and expect production. Yeah, he's been, for some people, disappointing this year, but the truth is he's still been pretty darn good. You know, mm-hmm. even when he's down, he's still pretty good. Abreu should be fine. I was going to say, I see that White Sox lineup as a uh, unpopular stack up opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, just because Duffy probably does have some meltdown potential that, you know, we're not really building into his line as much as we maybe should. Yeah. The uh, the White Sox are just hard to find anybody real inspiring on. I mean, right. It's Abreu who's a stud, and then, I mean, you're not betting on Adam LaRoche anymore. He seems cooked. Nope. Like, Adam Eaton is... Yeah, it's really, it's Adam Eaton, it's Melky Cabrera, and you hope that they, the three of them combine for 10-plus hits. <laughs> yeah, there, there's not a lot to draw from there. Um, that's the thing. I hate when teams like that get, you know, good matchups and they can't pull anything out of it. Um, still at first base, do you like Ryan Zimmerman getting Marco Gonzalez righty on lefty? Yeah, I don't mind that one. I have a couple Nationals down. I didn't note Zimmerman, but he has been hitting better. He's probably worth consideration at this point, Mm -hmm. uh, showing some signs of life. Yeah. The other first baseman I have, uh, Prince Fielder and Mitch Moreland get Andrew Kashner. It's in San Diego, though. That's not very exciting. There's not a lot to be pumped out about there. Um, Yeah. Any other first baseman for you? Uh, Albert Pujols has Cody Martin, and Pujols has cooled down, but good power threat any day. I'm guessing he might be dealing with some sort of nagging injury. That seems to always be the case when he's gone cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I guess consider that. Uh, maybe look for a sign of your own if you want to use uh, Angel Stack tonight against Martin. Yeah. Um, I have to point out that I'm looking at the ESPN schedule. They have Chris Bassett. For yeah, ESPN's list. behind the, the times. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely Cody Martin. He's been okay. announced. Yeah, I, I had that written a little bit differently. Sometimes we get confused. Uh, they're, they're both, I mean, are you looking at MLB.com schedule? Yeah, I've also looked it up, uh, just through On Twitter. Writers. Yeah. because yeah, I, I usually use ESPN too to figure out. It can my, be frustrating because uh, it's not like yeah. one is always more ahead of the no. other. No, ESPN's actually usually more accurate than MLB. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Cody Martin. I, I had Chris Bassett based on where I was looking, but you're right. I like Albert Pujols there too. Um, okay. How about second base? I had six names I liked. How'd you do? Uh, pulled together eight. All so, right. So um, I've got some choices. I started with Jason Kipnis going to Toronto to get Marco Estrada. That's okay. I don't love it. Um, at least it's Toronto. Good place for Kipnis to hit, and it's lefty and righty exactly what it likes. Uh, how do you feel about that one? Yeah, I, I mirror your take. Uh, Kipnis hasn't been uh, you know, quite as on fire as I'd like from a guy of his price. Uh, and he costs a lot. He's 5000 on draft kegs, which yeah, is you know, top, of the, top of the barrel, and he hasn't really been offering that kind of level of production lately. Yeah, it, it's tough. And Marco Estrada continues to be pretty decent. Yeah, Not exciting. There, there's but... that to keep in mind, too. Yeah. I, I don't mind the matchup. If I had the money for it, I would probably pick it. It's just, uh, you know, and as an alternative, Jose Altuve is 500 less on DraftKings. I'm yeah. against Ronis Elias. I, have I that. think I have to go there if I'm, you know, just picking one, a one off. Yeah, Altuve's numbers against lefties are just kind of nutty. Yeah, and I don't see myself doing a Cleveland stack these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 
kind of Kipnis and Brantley, and I don't really know who else they want to use from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it, it doesn't seem like I'd be going with Kipnis because of a stack. How about uh, Daniel Murphy getting Aaron Harang? Do you like? That, that's one I like. Uh, yeah. and Murphy's he... not a big power threat, but he can get multiple hits. Uh, he's up against a pitcher who's just not pitching well right now. Yeah, Harang's bad, and the bullpen's bad. I'm interested in most Mets that are getting in that lineup. Yes. Um, and then the Phillies go to New York and get Jonathan Neese of the Mets. And without Michael Franco trying to look for a good right-handed bat in that lineup, came with Cesar Hernandez, switch hitter. But actually hitting decent against the lefties. Against John yeah. So yeah. he's a guy we've talked about a few times. Uh, resident swing expert Dan uh, Farnsworth really likes Hernandez from the right side of the plate. Has a lot more leverage in his swing. Hits him with a lot more authority. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're seeing with those splits, I think. Uh, he's more of a slap hitter when he's batting lefty. Mm-hmm. So, so that uh, makes him interesting uh, yeah. there uh, against John Nice. Um, I have Robinson Cano against Scott Feldman. The truth is Scott Feldman's just not special. So I feel like uh, Cano could, you know, he, he's not an elite second base option anymore by any means, but the, the floor is still high. I think he'd yeah. get some points there. And then finally, Anthony Rendon gets Marco Gonzalez. Is that one of those nationals you wrote down? Yes, it is. Uh, he is starting to show some signs of life himself. Uh, just in time for his nationals team, maybe. Uh, possibly too late. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. But uh, he likes to hit lefties, and he gets Marco Gonzalez, so I think he'd be okay. Um, who'd you have that I didn't get to? Uh, I don't mind Chris Coughlin against uh, DeSclafani. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a guy who's a solid hitter, nothing special. Uh, I'd be looking at him more if I was doing a uh, cup stack of some kind. Yeah, I like that, though. He, he's and very I, capable. I also like Jonathan Scope against Drew Smiley. Uh, has a platoon advantage in Baltimore, and Scope's always a power threat. Yeah. Um, I wrote that down. I, I like Jonathan Scope. We've talked about how he has definitely undeniable pop, and last year he just struggled to get on base, and this year he's been better. Um, he is right-handed. I looked. He has not hit lefties this year. 935 against righties, uh, 548 OPS against lefties. That's 68 plate appearances, though. Yeah. You know, so it's a small sample size, and I don't think he's, you know, a guy with reverse, strong reverse splits that's going to be bad, so... I'm not super excited about him getting a lefty, um, but I'm not terrified of it. I don't know. So keep that in mind. Not that it's necessarily predictive or going to define <laughs> this, but um, I, I do note that. I want to see that you know performance against lefties go up, and I think it will. And I think this could be an opportunity for that, but it's worth noting. Um, yeah, anybody else at second base? Uh, you could go with a super punt. So you mentioned Cesar Hernandez uh, mm-hmm. with that Phillies lineup. Uh, as part of the Chase Utley trade, they acquired a guy, Darryl, Darnell Sweeney, mm-hmm. who uh switch hitter uh, like Hernandez. Uh, most likely again to line up against lefties, though, and uh, probably play some outfield. But he's listed as a second baseman on both sites. Uh, and if he gets in, he can, you know, hopefully do okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know. He, he's, a, he's a speed guy. He, he's kind of like... Uh, think about vintage Shane Victorino that's what I see a ceiling as mm-hmm. uh, so like 10-15 home runs a year 30 something stolen bases yeah. uh, right now he's just kind of auditioning he's a little overmatched in the majors but uh, does have two home runs uh, so far yeah uh, worth taking a peek at not only a super punt but also just going to be unpopular not going right. to be a, a pick a lot of people have so if you can get points from there that, that's helpful Okay, how about a third base? What's your list look like? 
Uh, I got some good choice at third base too. Uh, again, uh, top of the barrel. You got Josh Donaldson, unaffordable against Cody Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, just gonna be hard to fit him into the lineup, especially if you're trying to pick multiple Blue Jays. Uh, then there's uh, Nolan Arenado against Ruby De La Rosa. Uh, second game of that doubleheader. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly won't see Arenado. Uh, you know, some of these guys are gonna get rested, so try to get a look at the lineups before you right. to use. Make sure them. they're playing two games worth because they very yeah. well may not yeah and one of the challenges with these double headers is uh second game lineups usually don't get posted till like right before the game right so we might not even see the lineup in time to make choices on FanDuel. right which would get you in trouble so probably worth i don't know have to skip it but definitely think twice because things could go yeah. badly um back to the yankees in boston do you like a rod getting rick porcello you know, I, I was thinking about that one earlier, and I decided to take a pass on it. Uh, A-Rod's best against fly ball pitchers. Uh, obviously, Porcello is a ground ball guy. And I, I think that was enough for me to kind of steer clear based on his price, his recent performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a little bit cold. And, uh, yeah, it's there's just a couple factors working against him. I do like that the game's in Fenway. He got the green monster. I could see him banging three doubles off that wall. So uh, I wouldn't yell at you if you wanted to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. How about um, David Wright getting Aaron Rang? He's back, and he's been fine since he's been back. You know, he seems to be doing okay. It's righty on righty, but do you think that's a good uh, setup for him? Yeah, uh, if you're going to use David Wright, it's a uh, perfect time to do so. Um Harang's not someone I'd worry about with the platoon advantage right now. Uh, my only concern is, you know, how their right really is. Mm-hmm. And uh, what he's done so far, you know, looks fine. Uh, he's got a home run. He's, uh, you know, he's got a couple multi-hit games. It uh, seems like he's back. I, I don't know how much I trust it. And uh, for what the sites are charging for him, I'm not sure how comfortable I feel with that. Sure. Um, and then I had Kyle Seeger getting Scott Feldman. Again, Scott Feldman is just plain hittable. He's fine. Yeah. He's not a disaster. He's not, you know, posting huge ERAs like Aaron Herring, but he's, he's pretty hittable. And Kyle Seeger has a relatively high floor. He should be able to contribute like that. Um, and then one matchup I want to talk about is Joe Ross going to St. Louis. Joe Ross has been awesome this year. I really like him, but he has two weaknesses. It's pitching on the road and pitching to left-handed batters. He has allowed a 796 OPS to lefties, whereas he just murdered righties. Um, so you're looking for these Cardinals that are left-handed on the road, and I think uh, my favorite one is probably Matt Carpenter. Just yeah. very capable, should be able to hit bad pitching, and I like Joe Ross, and I think some people will be, you know, shying away because he's fairly decent. But this situation is very good for Carpenter, so I think he could do well about against uh, Joe Ross. Would you say so too? Yeah, I, I would. Um, Matt Carpenter's uh, one of my favorite picks uh, for the most part. Just a high floor, a high ceiling guy. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, uh, you can count on some production pretty much every day from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that Joe Ross thing again. I would not pick against him every day, but I think it's a, a good situation. Um, you have any other third baseman that I missed? Yeah, a few. Uh, Chris Bryant against Dave Sclafani. Uh, sure. Looking for a home run. Uh, same deal with Todd Frazier on the other side of that matchup up against Dan Heron. Mm-hmm. Uh, both great power hitters. Uh, you know, 30 to 40 home run power. Uh, could easily pop one out today. Yeah, that kind of uh, reminds me of the opposite of Votto and Rizzo. You know, first baseman <laughs> are both left-handed and have the platoon advantage, and then you have two 
right-handed third baseman who have to get righties. But yeah. at the same time, the righties aren't that good, and they should be able to take advantage and show some power. So I'm fine with both of them, for sure. Uh, we should see Jake Lamb against Kyle Kendrick, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, a decent enough hitter, uh, especially when you put those factors in play. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also don't mind Manny Machado against Drew Smiley. Uh, Smiley's not really shown himself to be all the way back. Uh, yeah. from that injury. Uh, and that's yeah, I I was steering a little bit clear of Matt Weeders, uh, but that doesn't mean I'm steering clear of the Orioles. I'd still use them. Yeah. They they can do well, especially uh in Baltimore. Um okay, how about shortstop? I have four names and none of them are really that inspiring. Was there any <laughs> that you really liked? I mean Carlos Correa gets Rowan Asilias and he's gonna cost an arm and a leg. But should be good. I mean that's a good place to take him. Um did yeah. you have him at the top of your list? Yeah, I did. Uh, Korea, uh, Jose Reyes, if he's in that second game against Ruby De La Rosa, uh, mm-hmm. Troy Tulowitzki against Co- Cody Anderson. Those are kind of your standard top mm-hmm. of the, the barrel picks at shortstop. Uh, yep. They're going to cost a lot, and uh, they're high ceiling players. Yep, they should do okay. Um, I have Brad Miller getting Scott Feldman. Brad Miller's kind of a, a go-to decent guy, especially when he gets a righty, you know, from Seattle. He's not exciting, but he has a little pop and a little speed, so. I could see him being worthwhile uh, in that matchup. And then Ian Desmond gets Marco Gonzalez. Ian Desmond, of course, has had a really tough year, but he's shown some signs of life in the second half. Nothing that exciting. But uh, he's I just feel like he's got to be better. And he gets a lefty, and he likes to hit lefties, and it's Marco Gonzalez. Would you entertain the idea of going with Ian Desmond? Yeah, I would. Uh, it's, it's not one of the picks I made, but it's definitely an option, especially if you want to go with a national stack, which I think is definitely viable today. Mm-hmm. And then Matt brought up Didi Gregorius, and he has before, and he had a good game on Monday, and props to Matt for liking Didi Gregorius, who I immediately dismissed. Um, would you consider Didi, though, just because he gets Rick Porcello? Does that match up okay for you? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Uh, I try to think of the best way to phrase this. He, he can, he can offer you a little bit of average, a little bit of OBP, a little mm-hmm. bit of power. Uh, putting him in Fenway, you're, you're losing the power component altogether. Yeah. Because uh, he needs that short porch to actually do damage. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fringy. He, he's going to be overpopular because of that one huge game. Yeah. Uh, not that he's going to be so heavily used that you need to like fade him or something but right. I, I don't know i'm not really jumping any differently than i was last week you're hoping he finds the holes for some singles yeah like it's he, in... he's he's kind of like a, a a worse brock holt in my opinion yeah and if you're lucky there's people on base in front of him but he, yeah i'm not in on him he's worth mentioning i need to give matt props for you know getting a game out of him but i'm still <laughs> not in on Didi gregorius uh who else did you have at shortstop uh, Jung Ho Gung against Jimmy Nelson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, game's in Milwaukee, so his power numbers should, uh, uh, expected power should be increased today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually a little bit better against righties this year than lefties, and I'm not reading too far into that, but it's, uh, worth knowing at least that he's hitting well against righties. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's been pretty good. A lot of it's been Babib driven, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you can create your own luck. He's been doing well there. And, uh, yeah, I like that. Jimmy Nelson, who's a fairly competent pitcher who kind of forgot what the strike zone was last time out. And so kind of want to see him straighten things out. And, uh, it could be a situation for a gun, though. 
Any other yeah. short stops for you? Uh, Eugenio Suarez is a, a common recommendation of mine. A mm-hmm. decent power source up against Dan Heron, who does a lot of home runs. So uh, could could pop one out today. I can see that. Yeah, Heron uh, throws too many strikes at times, I would say. It's the Joe Blanton syndrome where Matt and I are always talking about Joe Blanton because I don't remember what year it was. A year or two ago, it was one of... Matt's big sleepers, and he came out and just gave up a bajillion runs. And the thing about Joe Blanton is, you know, walk-to-strikeout ratio is great, you know? Yeah. But, uh, like I said, sometimes a a few too many strikes. And I'm not saying that's, you know, cut and dry, simple what Dan Heron's issue is. But he is known for that control, but he's still getting beat around. So, uh, yeah, I I could see that going just fine for Eugenio Suarez. Yeah, and... That's a good point. Uh, the the walk to strikeout thing, uh, throwing too many strikes. I had an opportunity to talk to Brandon McCarthy uh, for a bit right before his uh, breakout season last year, mm-hmm. and one of the things we talked about was uh, him actually intentionally throwing balls because he just worked at the strike zone too often, mm-hmm. and so you know he'd get ahead of the count. He'd have hitters buried o two or one two, and they. You know, still get through the at bats. I knew he was throwing a strike to them, mm-hmm. and uh, that was one of the big things that he had learned was to just throw balls. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's uh, it's tricky. Pitching is uh, complicated to say the least, uh, for sure. Um, okay, how about uh, in the outfield? How's your outfield list looking? Uh, <laughs> typical deep list, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Coors Field, you got AJ Pollock, who's way too expensive to afford. Yeah. Uh, then David Peralta and Ender and Serarte, uh, more affordable against Kyle Kendrick. I like David Peralta a lot. That's yeah. the, uh, platoon advantage for him. And he's just playing been pretty decent lately. He's, you yeah, know, he's, some, he's... some pop, you know, definitely a little bit of speed and hitting over 300 now. Yeah, he's got reliable gap power, which plays really well in core as it goes out of the park or you're looking at a triple in the gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I really like his matchup today at Coors Field. Yeah. Uh, if I'm just picking one diamond back uh, based on their cost and uh, ceiling, it's probably him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's a good place to start with your outfielder. Go the second outfielder if you find a total stud. Um, back in Baltimore against uh, Smiley, I was looking for some... Bats against lefties. Adam Jones is right-handed and is capable. Doesn't never shown that bad of splits. He'll be okay against Drew Smiley. Um, do you believe in Steve Pierce being back to lefties like at all? You know, I I still think about using him against lefties. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty much the only scenario now. Last year he was uh, good against everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's just uh, you know, kind of a fringy lefty matchup if he's you know the best guy at the cost that I need. Yeah. He, he's not exciting, but I, I wanted to mention yeah. him because, again, I was he, looking... He's a homer threat. Yeah. Lefty, you know, going to Baltimore. I was like, who do I got here? Uh, and that, that might be it, you know. Um, you mentioned that Kipnis and Brantley are about the only Indians to be excited about. So you could consider Michael Brantley going to Toronto to get Marco Estrada, yeah? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, not exciting, but, but very capable. Very capable uh, hitter in a good place and... Mark, again, Marco Estrada is decent, but don't have to avoid him. Um, two more Yankees, Brett Gardner, Jacoby Ellsbury, getting Rick Porcello. You like it, either of them? These speedsters trying to take advantage of the ground ball guy? Yeah, I like both of them. I even don't mind Carlos Beltran. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically anybody in the Yankees outfield yeah. could do fine. Uh, Porcello looked good last time out, but yeah. I'm not super convinced. 
Um, the Marlins throw out another left-hander going to Atlanta again. I mentioned um, you like Cameron Maben against a lefty, and then I was looking for another bat that would hit a lefty. Would I be crazy for considering Nick Swisher against a bad lefty like <laughs> Nicolino? He's hit lefties in the past, and he's probably going to start for Atlanta. Would you go near it with a 10-foot pole? I, I think about it. It would have to be a stack that I was building. Mm-hmm. And, and there's not, not much in Atlanta to build on other than him and Cameron Maben, unfortunately, yeah. There, yeah, there is a third baseman, uh, Adonis G- Garcia, uh, mm-hmm. that you could think about using... Uh, He's another guy who came uh, was recommended to me by Dan Farnsworth as someone who might hit lefties well. Yeah, it's it's options, and you know, just Nicolino's bad, but I don't know that I would get real excited about it in a GPP. If you're looking for something off the wall that's going to be unpopular, yep. I think that's okay. Um, and then back to the Mets, Curtis Granison, who had a really good month of August, should uh, do just fine against Aaron Herang, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Have Granderson, have uh, Jonas Suspedis. Yeah. Um, you can even pick whoever's a third outfielder, whether it's Kelly Johnson or Michael Conforto. I like Kelly Johnson. You know, he's left-handed and he can get in in the outfield. Might be at second base. You know, like he, he gets in there. And Kelly Johnson's pretty capable. Aaron Herring's bad. He'll do fine. Uh, so go ahead and try and get him in there. Um, and then how about uh, Jay Bruce getting Dan Heron? You okay with that? Yeah, I'm okay with it. He's pretty cheap on both sites, which is uh, what makes me okay with it. Yeah, uh, definitely a uh, Pedro Alvarez type play these days. Just hoping that he's a two homer day and not the four strikeout day. Yeah, capable, not a lock, but capable. And then uh, last, I had some Rockies outfielders getting Ruby De La Rosa. Would you go Charlie Blackman or even Carlos Gonzalez against Ruby? Yeah, uh, make sure Carlos Gonzalez is in the lineup. He's uh, you know, has his usual assortment of uh, minor injuries, so right. uh, I kind of expect him to sit one of these games. Yep, hard to say he's going to make them both, but keep an eye on it if you can. And if you can't, it's worth avoiding if you need to. Um, all right, that was mostly my list at outfield. Who who did you have that I managed to skip over? Got a good group of guys. Uh, Jose Bautista is up against Cody Anderson, who is a bit of a ground ball pitcher. Uh, mm-hmm. Bautista's OPS against ground ball guys is over a thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, just loves them, so uh, like that matchup for him. And he's uh, you know, more affordable than Donaldson, even so. Uh, decent play today. Very capable, absolutely. Uh, you got a couple uh, Mariners up against Scott Feldman. Uh, I wrote down Nelson Cruz and uh, Seth Smith. Uh, there's other options you can go with as well that might be in the outfield today. Um, you know, both of them are fine against a guy who's uh, you talked about is hittable, uh, not exactly a, a guaranteed exploit. He he reminds me a little bit of Harang in that you know he has the streaks of good play and bad play. Yeah. Uh, right now he's playing fine. Yeah, and not necessarily that talented in two th- 2015. So. Right. Yep, I like that. Who else you got? There's Mike Trout and Cole Calhoun up against Cody Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin's a not very exciting pitcher. Uh, works around 90 miles per hour. Mostly pitched out of relief this year. Don't even know if he's really stretched out for a start. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, n- not too much to bring to the table. That's really going to flummox major league hitters. Yep. And if he doesn't go deep, that just means more A's bullpen, which is also not very good. So yep. there are runs to be had for the Angels, I think, for sure. Yep. Anybody and else? I'll, 
Yeah, I'll rifle through a couple solo guys. Uh, Mookie Betts playing a little bit better up against uh, Michael Pineda, who's mm-hmm. uh, just a little bit concerning right now uh, since his uh, minor injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, might not be as sharp as he was before. Sure. Uh, Gregory Polanco's on fire up against Jimmy Nelson. Uh, really like Polanco these days. Uh, I think he might be in the midst of breakout, and there's even more ceiling to really tap into if he can get there with his power. Definitely a former top prospect that's gone yeah. through his uh, his growing pains. But you're right, you know. And the thing is, he's kept his floor fairly high with all those stolen bases. Right. You know, a lot, a lot of people don't notice because he hasn't been getting on base a lot. But when he does, he runs. So. I like that, especially against Jimmy Nelson. And his uh, his swings really come around, especially on inside pitches. Uh, really powerful looking cut. There was someone he reminded me of, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. But it's just take take a take a gander at some of his uh, swings, uh, home run uh, hits recently against uh, those inside pitches, and uh, you'll see it's a, a pretty impressive cut that he takes. Yeah. And uh, a couple more guys: uh, Carlos Gomez against Roas Elias. Uh, Traditionally, a uh, guy who likes to hit against left-handed pitching uh, hasn't shown up this year with the splits, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. discount the past yep. uh, that quickly. Same. He's been a little bit disappointing with Houston, but you're like, I know you're better than this. You should be fine. So Yeah. yeah. And I, I think he's been playing all year with some uh, injuries that are holding him back. Even when he's feeling healthy, probably not in a groove. Uh, so that certainly hurts his production, but uh, could catch fire at any time yeah especially in this matchup Rowan Asilius isn't good and the Mariners bullpen is pretty bad so I I see there being points there yeah I like Josh Reddick against Matt Shoemaker Mm -hmm. Uh, I like Jason Wirth who's suddenly just hitting fine against Marco Gonzalez uh, likes lefties yeah that's Uh, good righty on lefty for him him. yeah with Wirth it just feels like a health thing almost yeah and he he was playing pretty poorly when he got back, and last week or two, he's really looked a lot better. Looked like his normal self. Yep. No, nope. if he's healthy, he's that could be a nope. make a big difference in uh, September. Yep. And then uh, last name I had down here, uh, Aaron Althair against uh, John Neese uh, with platoon advantage. Uh, sure. Nice power bat. Yep, I'm alright with that too. Okay, how about uh, pitching? Where, where are you starting on the mound? Uh, there, there's actually a nice group of aces today, and that's mm-hmm. uh, probably the first place you're going to be looking. Uh, yep. Chris Sale against the Twins. Uh, I might like that the most. Uh, the site's certainly doing. They're charging for it. Yep. Uh, he's up against Tyler Duffy, who himself is you know someone you can use today. I'm going to bring that up. The Twins actually kind of hit lefties, but it's Chris Sale. Right. I don't know yeah. that it matters. He's so good. Uh, I... I mean, you could look elsewhere, I guess, but he has a plenty of chance to do well. Um, but yeah, Tyler Duffy, Matt picked him in the Field of Streams contest, mostly based on his logic that he's always subscribed to, that the White Sox can't hit anybody that they've never seen before. He's a <laughs> jaded White Sox fan, and he's convinced they have the worst advanced scouting in baseball. Um, but beyond that, Tyler Duffy's halfway talented, doesn't seem like a nobody, yeah. Right, yeah, he he does have, he'll be a major league pitcher for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned there's probably some meltdown potential here, but he's also capable of you know, yeah. going deep into the game, pitching well. So if you're in a big format and you want somebody sneaky, Tyler Duffy against the White Sox could be okay. Because like we said, that's not a real intimidating uh, lineup either. 
Yeah, um, and not too many people are going to be picking him against Chris Sale either. It's going to be yeah. hard to get a win. Yep, so it might be a sneaky option there. I agree. That's not so bad. Who else you got? Uh, there's Zach Greinke against Madison Bumgarner, uh, mm-hmm. the rubber match of the day. Yeah. Uh, and should be a fun game to watch. Yeah, and, uh, especially after those bullpens wore each other out on Monday yeah. night. Um, yeah, they're going to be looking to go deep, both of them. Yeah, are you leaning one way or the other? You know, I'm really not. Uh, I, I guess in a vacuum, I'd have to take Greinke, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, you know, based on confidence in the respective lineups mm-hmm. uh, but it, you could really flip a coin on that one yeah the giants don't have you know as, as much pop but they're pretty capable you know, yeah that, that lineup, not scores a runs. lineup by any means yeah so uh, uh yeah flip a coin pick one whichever one fits your lineup yep there's garrett cole going today against jimmy nelson and mm-hmm. i think that's a, a pretty good shot for a win mm-hmm. uh we mentioned Nelson looked a little bit lost last time out. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see if that even extends to this time. But I think uh, the Pirates line up uh, more than capable enough of putting three, four runs on the board. And I don't know if the Brewers can do even that. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, Johnny Cueto getting Detroit at home? Cueto's allowed six earned runs in each of his past two starts. Are you worried? Yeah, I'm a little worried. I did note him, but I'm not confident enough to use him, especially since the sites didn't. You know, throw his price down into the basement for uh, as an overreaction. I uh, right. kind of wish they had. Yeah, he's been allowing homers has been the problem. But yeah, two back-to-back bad starts, and it's Detroit, who's not as scary as they once were, but still not that great, right? Right. And looking over uh, the projections from Saberson, uh, still thinks that Miguel Cabrera and J.D. Martinez are going to be good plays tonight. Uh, with a uh, big potential for a home run. So that's mm-hmm. got me slightly concerned as well. Yep. Uh, just uh, you know, not seeing any kind of discounting on that home run capability. And then how about on the flip side, Justin Verlander going to Kansas City, kind of an interesting guy recently. What are you thinking about Justin Verlander? Yeah, he's he's a guy I picked up on about, about a month back, I think it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Started to show some signs of uh, positive peripherals uh, and pitch effects data. Uh, so I managed to pick him up in my auto new league for three dollars. I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. Uh, against Kansas City, I'm not as confident. I'm going to be sitting him tonight. Yeah. Uh, just because uh, the lineup can wear some guys out. Uh, but it is nice to see Verlander uh, show some spunk and uh, you know, look better than he has been. I agree. Yeah, guy to keep an eye on. Don't like him in Kansas City. Not a great matchup for him, uh, necessarily. Um, I mentioned Joe Ross. That's a pitcher I like. It's a matchup I don't like, mostly because he's on the road. He's a lot of 7 7 9 OPS on the road in general. Um, if St. Louis was going to Washington, I'd be a little bit more interested, but, but yeah, that's not great. Um, do you like Giovanni Gallardo going to San Diego at all? Yeah, I don't mind that one. Um, Solid pitchers park uh, lineup they suppose by isn't terrifying. Uh, yeah. Not 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 a team that just rolls over either. They do have enough hitters to do a little bit of damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, has been pitching pretty well though. I think it's a solid uh, mid tier pick, especially for like DraftKings. If you're going with an expensive guy and a mid price guy, Gallardo's mm-hmm. a nice choice. Yeah, he he's not he's not overwhelming, but he could be okay. Um, I also had Chris Tillman getting the Rays. Chris Tillman's been really inconsistent, hard mm-hmm. to figure out. But uh, the Rays don't really hit righties. I don't feel like no, there's they don't. The, yeah, 
So uh, you could consider Chris Tillman, right? Yeah, you can. Uh, he's, like you said, a uh, bit inconsistent. Decent enough guy uh, against a bad team like the Rays that I would consider it, yeah. He feels like the volatile pick of the day. Could, mm-hmm. could go a number yeah. of directions. Um, who else do you like that that's pitching on Tuesday? Uh, I don't mind Michael Pineda against the Red Sox, uh, mostly because I expect them to put up some runs against Porcello. Mm-hmm. And uh, by doing so... Uh, Nate only needs the last five or six innings to pick up a win. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about his price. It's kind of on the pricey side of the mid-tier group, and I might prefer to go with a Gallardo or a Tyler Duffy if that's the case. Yep. Um, it, it's still a play that you know I'd consider, especially uh, based on budget, uh, if you're picking your hitters first. Uh, another guy who fits in that bucket, uh, Matt Shoemaker, looked to go against the Tigers last time out. Uh, this time he has Oakland, uh, and they're not that good of a lineup. Uh, definitely a team that he can beat. Uh, games in Oakland, a nice pitcher's park, uh, could work out just fine for him. Yep, yep. And then the last name I had, Jimmy Nelson gets the Pirates. That's okay. That's not great. It's going to be hard for him to win opposite of Garrett Cole, and yeah. he looked pretty lost last time out with a bunch of free passes, so... I still, like, I'm not about to drop him in my leagues, but I might wait and see and make sure that he's okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't be crazy to take him in DFS, but he's, he's not recommended, I would say. Um, anybody else for you? I, I don't mind John Neese against the Phillies. Uh, yeah. Just because, you know, think good things can happen against the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're also, uh, kind of sneaky good these days. I feel like every time I try to target them with a pitcher, it turns out they score like six or seven runs off them. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of baffling, but, uh, you know, they, they are still a team you can try to exploit. And, uh, Nice is fine. Uh, he's not going to give you too many strikeouts, but he can go seven innings, you know, four or five Ks, uh, has days where he doesn't allow runs. Yeah. Uh, could be, a, end up being a solid play. He's a very okay pitcher. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish he had more strikeouts. It limits his ceiling a little bit, but he, he's yes, very he okay. He should be fine. Um, all right. Brad, that about do it for you? Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Well, uh, Brad is on Twitter at Baseball A Team, and I am on Twitter at Higgins FOS. Uh, that should about do it for us. Unless you got anything else before we get going? Uh, no, I think that's about it. Uh, yeah. Into September now. Uh, we'll have some call-ups news, I'm sure, soon. Yeah. Uh, not really on top of that quite yet this early in the morning, uh, yeah. but I'll get there. <laughs> Things are going to get weird in September. Matt and I were talking about that, and it's going to be interesting. You know, you get some, some guys coming up, and you get some ugly lineups, which is always nice, and even some uh, exploitable pitchers, so... It's going to change things for us. The other thing I really like is we have about the most information as we're going to get in a year. You know, I can go look at a guy's splits and I have five months of it. And that's a lot more helpful than trying to look up what a guy's done in May. You can look to the year before, but we all know that's a little little weirder. So, yeah, uh, stay tuned for September because, you know, even if you're burned out on DFS a little bit, um, you can pick it up when you want. That's one of my favorite things about it. We had a tweet about that the other day, and it's like, you don't have to play every day by any means, right. you know. Get to it when yeah, you want. I took yesterday off. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like you're missing anything. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited for September. should be good. Anyway, uh, for Brad, I'm Dylan. Uh, hope these uh, picks are helpful for you, and we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. 
For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.